Hello and welcome back to Crystal Clear, the podcast where clarity is the goal, clarity in life, clarity in choices, and just being totally clear with who I am and where I desire to be. Crystal Clear is my affirmation. Thank you for coming back. And because Crystal Clear is my affirmation, I have one goal here today, and that is to try to clearly communicate through how I feel. I've been journaling. I have been trying to express myself completely and it has been the hardest thing i believe we've reached a very difficult problem to surmount but it will get done i feel like if you feel anything like me you're determined to see it through or as go as far as you can in 2016 i remember feeling similar as i do today However, in 2016, we weren't also struggling and dealing with a global pandemic. But 2016 was a very hard year. Uh, July 2016 was an extremely hard month. And uh, I've never told this story on this platform before, so I'll tell it now. In 2016, in July, that was the week. That was the week that Philando... Castile and Elton Sterling were murdered and that was just so hard and then there was a protest in Dallas and there was a shooting and another black man was killed along with some cops because he was supposedly the one doing the shooting and so um, of course I was going to work every day trying to Keep my wits about me, trying to be strong, trying to stay focused on being productive. And um, this lady who sat across from me, she had a son in the police academy and we had talked about him before. So it was no shock to me, her stance, how she felt, you know, I just didn't need to hear about it, didn't really care. It was just, you know, it, to, for me, it wasn't one, it wasn't like vice versa. You know, for me, it was just like, but people just don't need to be killed on the streets. But people just don't need to be killed um, for a traffic stop. Like, simple as that. That's it. That's all. She basically looked the same every day. Okay. The woman looked the same every single day. But this day, the week where... Alton Sterling and Philando Castile were murdered. She decided to ask me my opinion on how she looked. She had on a um, Blue Lives Matter shirt and she, you know, stretched it out for me to see. And she proceeded to like, like wave it around. How do I look today? How do I look? And she kept like fanning it and flapping it. How do I look today? How, how do I look? Do you like, I feel like I look like a bum. How do I look? Like, I, she basically wore the same thing all the time. Like, this was not a, a variation from what she usually wore. Like, the dress code at this job was, per, you know, pretty lax. You know, like, we didn't really have to do a lot of dressing up. We could wear jeans every day, you know. If you decided to dress it up, make it look a little bit, you know, a little, you know, a little better. And if you decided to dress it down, like, it really wasn't a big deal, right? And so... I was like, um, I think I said, oh, this is what I told her because 
uh, me, I said, um, if you're really in question with your appearance, then that's something you need to deal with because I don't feel like my opinion is going to do much for you. It's really an internal thing, right? Because she just kept stressing about how she felt like she looked. And I'm like, hey, if something's wrong, if you feel like something is wrong with the way you look, something is wrong with the way you look. And asking me or my opinion is not going to do much with that. So, uh, kindly move on. <laughs> right. And, um, I turned around and tried to go back to work and then I I just couldn't shake the pit the the mental picture of her shirt just being presented to me, making sure I saw it. And and, and I, I'm fully aware that she might not have attended it, intended it to be that way, but that's how it came off. That is how it came off. And I'm just like, did she want me to see her shirt? Did she need me to see her shirt? Does she care about how I could possibly feel right now? Does she care? Does she want me to get mad? Does she want me to have an argument with her? What does she want from me? What does she want from me? And so I I felt myself breaking down. (laughs) Like getting really, really upset. And I'm like, I'm not safe at my desk anymore because if she comes back to engage with me, I don't know what I'm going to say to her. And I don't want to talk to her. I feel like where whether she was clueless in what she was doing or not, she was not worthy of my emotions. So I got up and I went to this girl that um, I considered my, you know, work friend. And I was like, I told her what happened real quick. And I think like my eyes start watering up and I was like, I don't know why she did it. I don't, I don't, I don't know why she did it. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, why was that necessary? How come, you know, like what's going on? <laughs> like, is she ta- like, she, did she, did she not re- read the room? Cause she not understand that that could be extremely offensive. What, where, where was she? Did she care? Where is she? Right. Mentally. And so I'm just like, I need to leave. I don't, I don't need to be here. I'm not in a good place. I need to leave. Right. And so um, I'm looking for my supervisor because I don't just want to leave without saying anything to anybody. But I also didn't want to sit at my desk and type up an email (laughs) because I did not want to interact with that woman again. So I'm walking around the office looking for any supervisor. I didn't care if it was the CEO. I didn't care who it was. I just wanted to tell them that um, I was upset, something there upset me, and that I was leaving for the day. I will come back tomorrow, but... That day, I had to go. So I found my uh, direct supervisor and uh, I told her. And at this point, um, I'm pretty sure tears were falling out of my eyes. And I was just like, I'm, I'm upset and I got to go. I got to go. I just got to remove myself from this environment. I have to go. And um, that was that. I got my car. I started driving. Um, I think I called my mom and told her what happened. Um, and just made it home extremely, just taken aback, just got home and kind of just was relieved not to have to be in that environment to try to figure out how to maneuver there. Um, and the next day, of course, oh, my supervisor reached out because I didn't tell them what happened before. I just told them I needed to go. 
So she reached out midday because I think it was around maybe like 10, 9 or 10 that I left in the morning. So she reached out and was like, what happened? And I told her what happened. I told her, you know, you know, my coworker was asking me how she looked and we, we both know how she dresses every day. So I don't know what was so important with this particular day <laughs> um, for me to see. And it was like, I described like, it was like she wanted me to see her shirt that said Blue Lives Matter. She wanted me to see it. And um, I just felt like that was extremely inconsiderate of her because while she can stand in what she believes in, you don't have to put it in my face and I don't have to put it in your face. We don't have to like each other to cooperate with each other and get things done. You understand? And um and on the usual occasion, I would, you know, I I was okay with her. I didn't have issue where we had tons of conversations. We sat next to each other. I didn't hate her. I didn't have an issue with her feeling the way she felt. She gets to feel how she feels like her. I understand the connection there. I do. But it was the her intention to make sure I saw her shirt because listen, like I said, she usually wears a similar uh, um, outfit that doesn't have a political stance on it. Uh, she usually wears like she usually wore tanks and jeans and sandals all the time. So I could have went throughout that whole day and not realized what her shirt said. And that's the truth. That is just the truth, because usually most of the days uh, I eat lunch at a different time from everybody else. We all ate lunch at our desks. Nine times out of ten, we didn't have to get up from our desk to do to have lunch. Um, we had like a delivery service within our office, so they would bring the food right to you at your desk. Like we didn't have to do much out of our seats, so I could have went the entire day without seeing it. And I feel like she knew that, and so she wanted to make sure I saw it. I saw it. Um, it bothered me not because of what it said, but because it was like she was putting it in my face and it was like but what if I had a problem with it did she want to stir me up in that moment here I am a black woman my people are dying in the streets a day before this or whatever and here you are like I don't have any connection or any emotion or anything is pulling me towards that pain or hurt what's wrong with you right so that happened in 2016 and that's um, that woman ended up quitting the company um, because she felt so bad that I had the, the I, I had the nerve to feel so bad that I would um, misconstrue what happened there to the extent that I did. And she just didn't feel comfortable working there anymore. And so she quit. I it felt like uh, the owner of the company was a little upset with me. Um, but of course, she couldn't do anything about it. I moved. Uh, oh, and this is what happened. This is what happened. I remember now. It's I told you it's been a while. So um, I had the option to move desks after that. And the, the the very next day, the woman did apologize to me, and she gave me this little keychain or whatever. So you know, I accepted her apology. I did. But um, at that point, given the option to move, I decided it was it was best for me to move because. I didn't want to be around somebody who would possibly make more mistakes <laughs> that I could or could not, either I could get right or misconstrue or however they want to look at it. 
I just didn't want to be that close to somebody where I would have to debate how or what they were doing and why they were doing it. So I figured like, put yeah, move me to this furthest corner over here where I ain't really got to see nobody. And I'm good. And it, it felt like a peaceful decision. It felt like a decision that supported me more than anything. And because I moved desks, uh, that woman quit because she, she thought that maybe I wasn't forgiving her or whatever the case may be. I don't know what her mental process was after that. It just really hurt her that I moved. That's that story. I never told it because it was just like something I wanted to deal with. And, you know, reach some perspective on. But at the end of the day, it was a bad idea for her to, you know, wear that shirt to work. That kind of shirt shouldn't be wore to work. It would be um, extremely offensive on either side, you know. So it's just like you can have your beliefs, but you don't have to wear them on your shirt, you know. And that's point blank period. Um, I remember people discussing it after the fact and, and hearing uh things like oh she's offensive every day and i don't know how i was offensive every day but they people were mad at me for just you know being me at that point but i worked there for a little bit longer and that was the place that i eventually just you know talked talked to uh my the supervisor my supervisor and you know asked her for some leave uh or and i think it was a year later almost after when i asked for leave and when she when they couldn't grant that or whatever I was like well this is my last day and that was the company that I left because it just became extremely uncomfortable uh it just it just it didn't feel like a good place for me to work it wasn't a good fit it wasn't much it wasn't it, it wasn't completely horrible but it just didn't seem like a good fit at the end of the day so that's the company that I left that's the company that I left on short notice and if you want more of that story there is the episode called defy convention all right so we are 15 minutes in and i've told the story about the ugly 2016 i wanted to say their names george floyd brianna taylor ahmaud aubrey sean reed tony mcdade talking about 2020 and uh coronavirus and blatant racism as i've probably already said i've been trying to journal i've been doing all kinds of things to get my feelings outside of myself but at this point i am pretty sure that the only cure for how i feel is real change that's it that's all real change so i'm going to honor myself by reading something I wrote probably midweek and I've been like going back in and making edits to it and adding to it. So I'll read as much as I have. Sorry if it stops at a weird place or whatever, but 
This is just where my head has been. And I just want to honor myself by giving myself a space to be clear with how I feel. When sorry is the state that your life has been reduced to, it's way too late to say it. Racism has been an ongoing debate for far too long when racism is an absolute fact and it should be dealt with. It's time to disrupt comfort and confront the problem. Your apologies are meaningless. The poor behavior needs to be punished and entirely obliterated. Please keep your not all cops are bad to your privileged self. It only takes a few bad cops to create chaos and disrupt life. Identify what makes you feel privileged enough not to see this situation as completely horrible for everyone involved. Bad cops make it harder for the good ones. There should be no brotherhood or solidarity for the bad cops. The mindset that tells you to set the record straight and take up for the good ones makes you questionable. Ally or enemy, where do you stand? Nothing but compassion and empathy is required right now for the life that was lost due to a hateful murderer with a badge. The relieving idea that you aren't like him keeps your brand of racism unaddressed. I am sure Amy Cooper never considered herself a racist until her tiny bit of dormant white supremacy ratted her out because a black man dared to ask her to follow the posted rules in the park. The unchecked racism will not allow you to see the true victim, the real problem. It's a new day. We see through your seemingly good intentions and carefully selected words. It's no longer good enough. The real bad guys uphold racism and make allowances for it. They redirect their attentions to something they can correct about the way we choose to mourn, about the way we react to the outrageous acts. It's time for the good to finally inherit the earth. It's time for the bad to vacate. It's time to be honest. If you're not disgusted by the news of late, you can no longer lie yourself into thinking you're, you're a good person. You are probably an irrational person. You're probably a person incapable of change. That's not good. Black people aren't making this up and we will no longer be quieted. That is going to bring this episode to a close. Do not neglect your dreams. Stop denying your truth and I hope you find the strength to do the hard thing and I intend to uplift someone some way somehow bye